Hello and welcome back to the Diaries of a Lady Gardener podcast, hosted by me, the Lady Gardener. Get ready to hear from your favourite Instagram gardeners, allotmenteers, flower farmers and plant gurus on this season of the podcast. We'll be hearing people's stories of how they discovered the joy of gardening, learning about their growing spaces and of course hearing about their biggest achievements and fabulous garden fails, because we all have them. I hope you love listening to us chat about the things we've done in the name of plants just as much as we enjoy recording. And if you do, it would really mean the world to me if you could leave us a review because it really helps to get the word out to more planty people and share these amazing stories. This season is sponsored by Akai Outdoor Wear, which if you follow me on Instagram, you'll know that barely a day goes by that I'm not dressed head to toe in their clothing, which is really made to last. I live in their thermal outdoor skinny trousers during the winter, which are bramble proof, waterproof and wipeable, perfect for days at the farm or the allotment. I've certainly put them through their paces and have been so impressed with the comfortable fit and durability of each and every item. And I have quite the collection now. So if you're keen to add some Akai pieces to your wardrobe, they've kindly offered podcast listeners an exclusive discount. So head over to the website and use code DOALG20 for 20% off your orders over £50. This offer ends on the 31st of May 2023. On today's episode, it's my very first repeat guest. Now this guest was my second ever episode from when I first launched the podcast and she is just so wonderful and a good friend of mine. So I'm excited to welcome back Lizzie from the Rose Press Garden who when we spoke last about a year and a half to two years ago she was just getting ready to quit her job to run the Rose Press Garden full time and at the time I was talking about my dreams of setting up a flower farm. So it was so lovely to be able to come back together and talk about how far we've both come over those couple of years. She's such a fab lady and that last episode was just so popular that I knew that we had to do it again. So I hope you'll enjoy. Hello Lizzie, welcome back to the podcast. Hello, hello. <laughs> How are you? Yeah, really good, thank you. Excited to be back again. <laughs> You're my first ever returning podcast oh, guest. Wow. So it's very you can't exciting. get rid of me. Can't get rid of me. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like when we spoke at the beginning, it was kind of there were so many things that we were both just kind of teetering on the edge of. I think you might have been just about to quit your full time job when we did the. Oh my gosh, one. that feels yeah. That is literally years ago, isn't it? Yeah, and so many people say to me now that they still listen back to the first podcast episodes where I was still talking about how I had got this dream to start a flower farm and oh. how like all of those early stages. Well, look so at you now! Look at you now! You've got an amazing flower farm. Yeah, <laughs> you've quit your job and you're absolutely living your best life. <laughs> we're so lunatics. Lunatics. <laughs> we're lunatics with a purpose. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I'd love to hear, obviously. A lot of people might know this story already, but your kind of early stages of how you found an interest in plants and gardening in the first place. Yeah, of course. So um, hi, everyone. I'm Lizzie. <laughs> I run the Rose Press Garden, but it all started um, back when I got my first. Well, I guess it started when I was younger. Um, I loved gardening with my family. We had quite a large garden in the countryside. So I was always spending time outside, getting involved in veg growing, flower seed growing, all that sort of stuff. Got my brownie badge for gardening. That was my first ever brownie <laughs> badge. Um, and then I guess went off to you know school and university and gardening just drops off the radar. And obviously, like, 
drinking and going out is much more <laughs> exciting at that time of life. However, um, when I got my first house and I had my first garden, I just it totally fell in love with it. And I would say, I imagine a lot of people can relate to this, just totally got the gardening bug. I was totally addicted to gardening. Um, and I ordered some seeds from quite a big, famous um, gardening brand. And they arrived with like the worst adverts in them. <laughs> like, they do them, they still do them now, like Velcro slippers, elastic waistband. I was like, the sort of things you find at the back of the Radio Times or walk-in baths or Saga Stairlifts. Yeah, stairlifts. And you're like, okay, I'm not dead. Like, I'm... <laughs> in my 20s and yet I like gardening um like this I'm I'd worked in marketing at the time and I just had this massive moment where I was like young people like gardening too like it's lockdown people are getting into it and if this is the first experience they have with gardening and growing then this is not great this is not welcoming this is not what we want so having had a background in marketing I was like I think I could do this better myself so then started my own brand and here we are today (laughs) (laughs) absolutely smashing it and I think it's funny as well, even if you think back to when you started your business and kind of the last time we spoke, the actual shifts in kind of attitudes towards gardening have been huge with how it's really become like a really cool, trendy thing for younger people. And all the people that laughed at me when I first got my allotment are now (laughs) dead into gardening, like really love it, really into growing their own vegetables or starting to grow their own flowers. And I think the people who were just starting to get into it now are the people who are kind of going off and realising that they want a career in horticulture, whether that's working yeah. in a nursery, starting a market garden, starting a flower farm. And it's just amazing to see how how quickly that shift has happened and how incredible it's been for kind of our generation, I guess, who yeah, were always amazing. kind of like pushed aside before. Yeah, exactly. And I still think there's a long way to go. Oh, like, absolutely. If you go to Chelsea Flower Show or something, you know, it's not diverse at the moment and it's not it's not got many young people in it. It's who you know to get the gardens and all that sort of stuff. But it is changing and it's obviously happening slowly over time. And I think for me, there's this, I always think of gardening and horticulture industry like two different ways. There's like what I call like, I'm probably going to offend some people, sorry if I do. <laughs> like real like Latin-y, like they really into horticulture, like real kind of like love like botanical specific names and plants and then there's people like what I would class myself in and she's just like I love flowers I love being outside my garden I just want to create something pretty and I just felt like there was gardening was always perceived as that kind of horticultural like you must know all the Latin names and actually you know hopefully my business does this but there's loads of other people also doing it but just like let's just have some fun like gardening's amazing like come and join us so I think it's nice that it's not seen as like a hoity-toity thing just for certain people or certain ages and now it's actually like it doesn't matter if you kill everything like I still kill stuff all the time and we all do it and it's good fun sometimes you're like oh killed that never mind (laughs) learn next time so um yeah just opening up the whole industry to be like welcome come and give it a go I I love that about gardening at the moment so yeah definitely and it's gone back to being like a fun pastime yeah (laughs) we've been talking a lot about there was a lot of talk about whether we were going to start using the allotment for kind of like businessy things and whether we might have groups of children there and how we could get the site ready and sign all the paperwork to make sure that that would be appropriate and actually we kind of came back to it and went do you know what it now that gardening is a career yeah. I wanted one space that is still just gardening for fun where it doesn't matter if everything fails and 100%. it's really like a pleasurable experience where yeah, and your space to grow what you want not because you need it for like a training course or something or you need yeah. it for content um and yeah I've had to remind myself quite a lot because obviously I film like everything 
everything in my garden and there was getting to the point where I was like I'm literally filming everything and I'm not just like enjoying being out in the garden so every now and again I have a day where I'm like I'm just going to spend the day in the garden and I'm not going to film this and I'm just going to enjoy it and it just keeps the the passion alive because if not you can get really like downtrodden by like sharing everything so definitely I'm like overwhelmed by how much there is to do all the time especially <laughs> it's so easy scrolling through Instagram to see what everyone else is doing and being like I'm not doing enough yeah. they're doing this and they're doing that and they're doing this and they're doing that and they've sown all their seeds and they've got all their seedlings potted up and they've got this yeah and then you look at yours and like my allotment at the minute I'm so behind but actually because it's gone back to being it's just a place to enjoy it. And if I'm not enjoying it, I'm not going to go there because it's, yeah. it's pointless. It's yeah. meant to be a hobby and it's meant to be fun. <laughs> yeah. I think we all go through this phase, don't we? Where we're like, oh, I'll just do a, tra- a few little bits. And then you're like, oh my God, I love it. I'm going to do everything. Yeah. And then maybe the first year, because you're super keen, you're like, I'm going to do everything. And then maybe like two years in, you're like, gosh, this is a lot to do exactly <laughs> what I did last year. And then it gets really overwhelming and then you sort of fall out of love. And then you, then a few years later, you're like, oh, actually, no, like, I, I love this and I'm going to go back to it. So it's all, it, yeah, it doesn't have to be a few years, but you can kind of have even months where you're like, oh, I don't want to be in the garden. And then other times you're like, I really want to be in the garden. And I think the weather makes such a difference, doesn't it? Like, just how yes. few sunny days that we had in the spring a few days ago was lovely. So, um, yeah, I've got me back outside and spending some time. <laughs> it reminds you that you do actually love it and that you're not just yeah. doing it because you now have to because it's your business too. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> we always call it allotment fatigue and it normally hits me October, November time. Yeah. And I go, I think I'm going to give up the allotment and like, I've had a really good run of it, but I think that that's it. Like I'm not going to post on Instagram anymore. It's so dramatic. Then, <laughs> so dramatic. Like breaking up with someone being like, look, it's just the timing's not good for me not right now. <laughs> and then as soon as spring starts to come round and you've kind of like teetered yourself over those few months, it's really exciting to kind of see everything a bit more full of hope. And actually I've visited quite a few gardens in the last few weeks and seeing yeah. other like grand gardens starting to spring into life, but also seeing the bits that are dead and brown and that theirs doesn't look incredible at this yeah. time of year either. I swear if anyone asks me what my hobby is now, it's like going to gardens. Like, yeah. <laughs> I feel like there's, it's not just like gardening, it's like, no, gardening going to garden centres and eating scones is a whole nother hobby and like going and visiting gardens like national garden scheme gardens or whatever should be like it I feel like sometimes gardening gets lumped into one hobby but there are so many hobbies within gardening aren't there? 100% <laughs> even just going to the garden centre like what do you like to do at the weekend well I like to go to the garden centre have a spot of lunch <laughs> bit of cake and then browse around and I may or may not buy anything but it's yeah. like a whole experience of yeah. spending a few hours at the garden centre oh my god 100% and I love that my friends are now getting into it like they would much rather rather than like oh let's go for summer's brunch or something which we might have done like a few years ago they're like should we meet at the garden center I'm like hallelujah thank goodness they <laughs> want to do it because um, I've now got loads of people I can go with to go and have a scone and, and um, not just drag my mum there all the time which I'm sure she wouldn't complain about um but yeah <laughs> I feel like it's a whole personality at this point like yeah yeah eat sleep and breathe yeah gardening things yeah <laughs> um so obviously we know a bit about where your love of gardening began but let's go back to your first advent calendars and how the rose press garden actually physically got started in the first place yeah so I just had this moment where I was like young people you know young people should be gardening too and I didn't really plan to like let's launch a business and it's going to take over the world and I just thought do you know what? I'm just going to do some fun things that I want to do that I haven't seen in there and I came up with this idea of advent calendars I saw there were loads of gin advent calendars and all this other stuff it was quite a big trend so I started selling them on Etsy 
Now, at the time, I was super proud of them and was like, obviously, they are incredible. But now, a few years later, I look back and I'm like, gosh, people actually spent money on them. They were amazing. They had all the lovely seeds in, but they was obviously like, didn't have branded boxes. It was just the plain brown boxes. And I sort of hand-stickered everything. It was very handmade and crafted, um, which, yeah, I guess. Um, this other lady who I follow, she always um, is like a business person. She always says, like, if you're not embarrassed by your first products, then you you started too late. Like, you didn't yeah. So I'm not embarrassed. But I love the first advent calendar. Obviously, if you now look at them online now, it's so different. But it's been really lovely to, like, so I started with the advent calendar. And then I did the advent calendar. I saw quite a few on Etsy. And then people were messaging me, like, what next? Like, I'd like to buy more stuff, which was lovely because it was, like, people asking for stuff not necessarily like me just shoving stuff into the sphere so then I started selling like sunflower seeds and cosmos seeds and different packs and then I saw that the subscriptions were becoming really really popular um with loads of different things I obviously bloom and wild and whatever else um you know hello fresh and that sort of thing so I thought let's try and do something each month because I always felt really overwhelmed in the garden and I'd get to like April May June I'd be like ah when actually if you sow and plant things little and often throughout the year it becomes so much more manageable um and I was also finding when I first started like getting back into gardening with my garden I would spend I'd see these flowers I'd like go and visit a garden I'd see loads of beautiful flowers but oh my god they're so beautiful like foxgloves everywhere stunning and then you go to the garden center like oh it's like 15 16 pounds per plant yeah you can buy a packet of seeds for a few pounds and then you've got but I should have sown them last year so then that was a real epiphany for me so I was like gosh I need to I need to be on it constantly like not in a bad way but like I just need to do little and often so that I don't miss out on all these flowers because I do not have the budget to spend 16 pounds per foxglove plant so obviously yeah sowed the seeds and then the following year had loads of foxgloves so um it started sharing that on Instagram then it kind of was growing nicely and I was still working full time and I think it's probably when I spoke to you on the first podcast but I Chelsea Flower Show was normally in, at the end of May, but because of COVID, um, the following year it got moved to September, um, which was just obviously a gift for me and my advent calendars. So I messaged them and was like, "Are there any spaces left?" And they were like, "Funnily enough, like we're about to announce tomorrow that there are we're going to move it officially and there's, there's spaces." Um, and they they obviously loved like young women in horticulture really supported me and um, yeah managed to spend a lot of money on getting stuff. <laughs> which was incredible, like the most insane week of my life. And that year, because of COVID, they extended it by a day as well. So we set it up on like the Friday, Saturday, Sunday, or Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Then it was press day on the Monday, which was incredible. I wanted to meet those celebrities. And then it was normally it's Tuesday to Saturday, like lunchtime, and then people start selling off. But it was like all the way till Sunday. I was, I've never said the word, the words advent calendar so many times. <laughs> it was incredible so if anyone's watching this who saw me at Chelsea thank you because it was just an absolute dream come true um so I had a sell out of advent calendars which was incredible and I saved some stock back because I was like oh probably not going to sell it I'll save some for like when we get back from Chelsea and I had to go and ask Ed's little sister who just passed her driving test (laughs) she'd never driven like on a long distance and she was the only one available she'd finished uni um to go and drive from her house in like Peaceborough to 
Norfolk to then go and pick up my advent calendars from my house and then drive to central London, go through central London traffic and drop them off for me. So yeah, owed her big time for that one. Um, so yeah, it was just an incredible experience. And then since then I quit my job. Um, and yeah, some really exciting things have happened since then, expanding into new products and ranges. So yeah, it's, I, I absolutely love it. Like I, I just think I'm so lucky to, that this is my job. So um, you've put the work in to be lucky for it to be your job. <laughs> you are yeah, one of the most hardworking crazy. people I know, I think. <laughs> I basically have no social life and if it doesn't involve gardening don't cut, like just count me out but um no it's been amazing and um yeah just very lucky because my customers are just the best I, I have the nicest kindest customers and I couldn't ask for much more so they've been so supportive and I think people have really enjoyed watching me grow and obviously I've made mistakes along the way and some of the packaging looks rubbish or I've put a typo in somewhere but they kind of know it, it's it's me and I'm the one like yeah just join along and we'll grow it all together so yeah no it's been brilliant it definitely feels like a real personal business where it feels like every time you get a box from the rose press garden it feels (laughs) personally delivered by you I wish I could personally deliver them all imagine I'd probably take me all month to deliver them (laughs) (laughs) it would be worth it yeah (laughs) but we're not gonna we're not gonna expand into that because that would be so much work Um, (laughs) I still remember the day the story that I found your advent calendar where I'd put up say I'd put something up on Instagram saying someone needs to do a seed advent calendar because I don't like yeah, any of the advent calendars this. all I want is seeds yeah. and then it was CJ Gross who I used to work yeah. with his sister he said oh do you follow the Rose Press Garden because she's just launched one and I was like how have I not seen this and I think it had <laughs> already sold out by that point oh. and that was when I started following you and then obviously started on the subscription and that was how I found flowers through the subscription the flower farm would never have come to be if the rose press garden hadn't have inspired Isn't that me so magical? and that's and that's exactly why I wanted to start the business I know obviously you've taken it to another whole nother extreme we've got an incredible <laughs> flower farm and a polys and all sorts but my thing was just like I love gardening and not enough people are giving gardening credit at the time and it's obviously still think there's a long way to go but I was like, if I can just encourage like a hand, like one person to fall in love with gardening like I have, it's going to change their life. And I get so many lovely messages from people saying, um, you know, I was going through a really tough time and that like, she gave me like, you know, a place to go outside and your subscription box just brings me a little lift of joy each month. And honestly, like it's the, the messages I get and the photos of like before and afters are lovely as well. So, um, yeah, it's been, it's, yeah, it's lovely to, to do. My favourite thing about it as well is that like even as someone who now knows a fair bit about flowers I've still got a lot to learn but I feel like overall I know the general vibe of the flower (laughs) flowery world but every time the box comes through something that I didn't I've not heard of it's really exciting to get to try something new and I'm keeping all of my rose press garden seeds at the allotment because it's going back to veg but I still want to kind of like have those little pockets of magic and one of my favorites something different in because I also there's a few times where like my mum's bought like years ago when my mum when I first got the garden mum bought me like a few seeds to put in my stocking and stuff like that Christmas and there'd never be things that I'd choose but then that was like my favourite thing and I was like I would never have picked that up off the shelf but actually it's incredible and often it's like the little flowers like the front of border flowers or something or maybe things that grow in a pot and people don't they, they're kind of like I don't know lots of the time people like dahlias cosmos sunflowers and actually there are so many amazing like things that you wouldn't even think to have so and often people like sometimes they have to like unsubscribe or they're like oh I'm a bit done with the box um and then that about 
the next box comes out and they're like no 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 I need that one back <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know, like, I, I know I cancelled last month but please can have the box back again and I'm like <laughs> yeah it's okay fine we'll send it out so um yeah it's nice just to try different things and it's amazing what you've done with your flower farm and it's lovely that that's come from yeah having a having a crazy little subscription <laughs> <laughs> thank you well we won't get too excited too soon because we don't know what the year ahead's going to bring with the weather so far the flower farm is feeling like a very challenging task but <laughs> that aside I also yeah. wanted to talk to you about kind of how the subscription box has grown so it started off with the five packets of seeds each month yeah but I can't even remember which month it was. I have a clematis that arrived to my door <laughs> from the subscription box. Yeah, so it started with seeds and obviously they're super easy and, and low cost, I guess, for me to start the business. And I, I and at the time, I genuinely didn't even think the subscription box would even be a thing. I was like, well, I'll just launch it. And if I get like 10 people, then great. Um, and now it's in, in the hundreds, whatever. Um, and, and it's grown so much um but yeah then now I do like bulbs and bare root plants and then we've started doing full-size plants we've got some really exciting things coming this summer um that are gonna be nice huge boxes for everyone to arrive um so yeah it's 20 pounds a month including postage and packaging and a donation to charity um so yeah it just renews on the first of each month you can sign up at any time so if you signed up in I don't know april or may in the middle of the month you'd get that box and then it would renew on the first um people love it and then you can pause skip or cancel at any time so you're not stuck into like a whole year but if you want to buy it as a gift and do like a three month six month or year subscription you can do as well so if you don't want it to constantly come out of your bank account you can pay up front so yeah it's it's yeah people have really enjoyed it and and the thing that i've added this year or well, the end of last year was the app um which has been really, really, it's been a massive learning curve for me because everyone, all my friends laugh because they're like, Lizzie, you are the most untechnical person in the world. How have you got an app? It's taken me literally like months and years to plan this and get it how I want it, but it's still loads I want to do to it. But it's, yeah, you can download the Rosebush Garden and um, be able to sell it to everyone. But it is quite helpful. There's a lovely little community um, that people can post like pictures or if you're not sure if something's a weed or not and you're like, is this a weed or is it a seedling? You can post it and either I'll answer or someone in the group will, will know or maybe no one knows and we can laugh about it together. <laughs> um, so we all muddle through together on the app, which is lovely. Um, and that hosts all my how-to videos so that if you've never grown before, you can obviously follow along in real time so yeah it's a nice little place to be <laughs> I think it's such a huge part of what makes the rose press garden so special as well is the added value you're not just getting a pack of seeds with instructions on the back although you have got your new seed packets yeah which look <laughs> incredible years ago I I was like literally getting like ordering in plain recyclable obviously like craft envelopes and then hand stickering them and then I was like getting my friends over I was like I'll give you a glass of Prosecco if you come over like on a, on a Wednesday night and stick a seeds with it. I'll cook you dinner if you come and do it and we'd have a good old catch-up and um when I told them, I was like, I think I'm getting to the volumes where I'm going to be able to print them soon. And they were like, hallelujah, thank you so much. <laughs> so no, it's amazing. So now they're fully printed, they're obviously still recyclable, et cetera. And um, for, this is a bit gross, but um, when I first started out, I had to lick every single envelope shut. <laughs> and honestly, me and my mum always laugh, we're like, I've got envelope breath, my breath stinks of envelope. Um, but now we have a peel and seal. So it's this is small things in life that get you through, isn't it? How exciting. I was like, never been so excited to have a peel and seal envelope in my life. But um, yeah, I've now got a warehouse team who are incredible. Someone who I used to 
work with and um, they're a family business they've got really strong values and they're just lovely people so I feel like they're a complete extension of the team and um, yeah they're brilliant so yeah I think they're relieved it's appealing to them (laughs) (laughs) what an incredible step up as well especially with the warehouse team and the new envelopes it just you it's been so yeah. lovely to watch the brand evolve and those those yeah. details just because some of them are like more subtle details and some of them are more noticeable but every single yeah. one you're like oh that's so lovely yeah like Lizzie's leveling up <laughs> yeah I think as well the whole community is just rooting for you and like oh. so excited every time you like launch something new that's coming up which is what I was kind of coming on to with the Rose Press community and the added value from really like guiding people through that journey and then those people supporting each other with that kind of like on the app when when you ask a question and people are like oh I would recommend this or I've done this and this works yeah and I was loving it when people were sending me photos of like their before and afters but there's only so many I can share on my account because if not it would just be constant and I was like actually I feel like people probably would like to speak to each other because gardening as much as it's an amazing hobby it can be quite lonely if like every weekend you're like I'm gonna be in my garden and actually it's not that sociable but if you're then posting on the app you're kind of feeling like oh actually everyone else is in their garden and I feel like we're or we're watching the live together so you feel a little bit more like you know, it's not just you in your greenhouse there's hundreds of people all over the country also doing the same thing and it just yeah and you can laugh about things and that no one takes themselves too, too seriously like said it's not the latin fancy name posting <laughs> like in the i mean you can do it if you want to but um most of the time it's like have they killed this what does everyone think <laughs> so it, there's no such thing as a silly question um that that's what i love about it like anyone can literally post anything and, and we all have a giggle so yeah it's just so lovely to finally see like a real accessible community where you can come in at any level and not feel like someone's yeah. going to be like really you yeah. really yeah. asking that <laughs> No, not at all. We've had all sorts on there. And um, yeah, I love it. But the sillier, the more stupid the question, the more I love it. Because I'm like, well, if you're thinking that, someone else definitely is going to be thinking 100%. the same thing. And the amount of times people have posted on the app going, I think this is a silly question, but this. And then about five or six people underneath are like, thank goodness you asked, because I've been wondering the same. Or like, I didn't even think to ask that question. So sometimes with gardening, you don't even know what you don't know. So yeah, sharing stuff are like, oh, I didn't realise that, I don't know, mulching was a thing. Like, I'd never said, oh, what's mulching? Because you don't even know what mulch, the word mulching even means. So things like that are really handy so that you kind of learn more than you even knew you needed to learn. <laughs> yeah, it's quite reassuring as well to know that there are a lot of people at a similar level. Like, you say, yeah. with the kind of, like, more horticulturalist. Yeah. Um, I know that's not the right way to say the word. I can never pronounce it properly. But yeah. it's that kind of, like, you feel a little bit alienated because you don't know everything. Yeah. And actually, yeah. we've had a lot of these conversations recently about um, with our mini gardeners club leaders about yeah. how some of them feel like they they're not good enough to yeah. be doing that because they don't know the Latin names or they don't have a formal qualification. And it's actually bringing it back to the purpose of it isn't yeah. to train horticulturalists who are going to go to university and be able to yeah. name every single botanical tree that there <laughs> has ever lived. It's about inspiring someone to give something a go. And actually, we don't at the level that we're at we don't need to take it too far like I know we've both yeah. done the RHS level two yeah but I didn't come away from that I, I came away from it feeling like I ticked a box and I was like I'm satisfied that I've done that now and I feel like I've got the formal qualification that people yeah. would take me seriously but it doesn't match the value of what you get from actually physically growing things yeah. yourself and yeah. learning from that <laughs> I was saying the other day I did I didn't do very well in my fruit and veg exam despite the fact that fruit and veg is what I've grown for the longest 
because I don't know the exact measurement of how far apart you should plant broad No, because you just plonk it in and, yeah. and you've done it for years and you've probably learned, yeah, along the way and those work for you, great. Yeah, some of it can be a bit like, yeah, this centimetre or this is how much, this is, I remember um, I've studied the practical one as well and it was like how to feed your plants and it was like put the feed in with a like 100 million liters of water and then use a stick to or like to stir it whilst you're doing it. I was like no one does that everyone fills up the watering can plonks a load of stuff in swishes it about a bit and then off you go like you don't have to follow like every single step it's a bit it's a bit much isn't it so yeah I completely agree anyone can get started in gardening and it's just nice to know that you're not the only one mm-hmm. asking wondering about these things so yeah 100 <laughs> and seeing other people doing it at the same time of you I just think fills you with that kind of like okay they're all doing it. It's time time for me to. Yeah. I'm going to head out. And especially with like the weekend lives where it might be like a sweet pea sow along or something. And everyone's like getting geared up, ready with their pots <laughs> and their plants. And they're like, right, let's do this. Exactly. Um, So I'd love to hear a bit more about the business side of things and the bits that you yeah. enjoy the most versus maybe some of the bits that you not struggle with, but just enjoy less. Because I feel yeah. like in business, you a lot of the time it comes across like everyone is just living their best lives and they're having the time of their life doing exactly what they're passionate about not knowing that there are a lot of ups and downs in the middle and the highs are really high but the lows are also oh yeah 100% (laughs) Um, and I always find this really interesting because whenever I I I always have find a really hard balance between like sharing the highs and the lows but also not coming across as like I'm moaning because I know loads of people would like love to do what I do um I guess the hardest thing in the first year or so I think I was a bit naive to just like I was running this business and just making up as I go along the hardest thing for me now that I'm coming up to two and a half years in is like um that you'll know this as well but like cash flow and like with the subscription model in particular people are signing up to a subscription and then i then you don't know how long they're going to stay so you hope obviously they're going to stay for longer but you're trying to you've then got to buy your stock for those things so I commit to like things that are going to be in the subscription box in December like I've already committed to them so I've had to I've got had to guess how many subscribers I think I'm going to grow by which is almost impossible to do because who knows what's going to happen and you don't want to underdo it because then you're going to stop yourself from growing but you also don't want to go over the top and have loads of stock left which has happened some months for me some months I've sold out really fast I'm like, oh damn it I could have sold like 20 more boxes and then other months I'm like I've got like 55 boxes left over and I haven't sold them yet this is really stressful um so I would say yeah like managing cash and trying to to work that through has been really hard for me and and I think for every small business I think predicting growth is always hard but I guess it's positive that it's all going in the right direction and then I think um the other thing is I I, from a personal level and I imagine a lot of people relate to this I just hate admin so (laughs) doing like invoices and I have like doing VAT registry like quarterly VAT returns like my personal tax that is so dull to me I'm like I just want to be making videos and like sharing social media stuff um the other thing I find hard which perhaps people don't realize and I don't I try not to share it too much on my channel but and on my on my things but obviously at the moment it's just me answering everything and I'm hoping that's going to change soon. So a big announcement coming. Um, <laughs> hopefully get someone else to come and help me with all of that. But the, it's hard because you don't earn enough to to get someone like in. But then at the same time, you can't grow if you're not if you're constantly doing all of these things. So it's it's a real balance of trying to get people in 
them before you need them so that by the time you are ready they're already set up and ready to go um so I would say being a single kind of female founder being a bottleneck to the business is quite is quite tricky but I there's loads of things I love and I try and share the highs but I do try and share a few of the lows when they happen but not in like a feel sorry for me way but just like a running a business is hard and like I'm trying my best here and you might not get a response from me for the next two days because I'm helping out in the warehouse to get your orders out but it's just I think people understand and people are so lovely so it's very very rare that I get someone who doesn't get it. Yeah and I think it's so inspiring for other people who are thinking about doing something themselves or who are doing something themselves because like you say it can be a very solo you're kind of you're just head down cracking on and again something I've definitely found in the last few months is people don't realize quite how much because you're not stood there telling people every time that you have a hit a problem or that you struggle with something or that you have a day where you just want to quit everything and shut it all down (laughs) (laughs) that those days come and you just kind of have to find your way through but because you're in it alone a lot of the time yeah you you're having to be very mentally strong to go yeah it's really hard and and even like some days I'll be like I have had the most productive day in the world like I've done so many things I've taken so many things off and then other days you're like I don't have any meetings with anyone I don't have a team to like ask me how I am or to like say oh have you done this or how are you getting with that can I help with anything and some days I'm like I have not achieved anything but I've now started to learn that you've got to use the days that you're feeling productive to be productive and if there is some day like I'm quite I imagine you're the same I'm quite harsh on myself when I'm not very productive I like to be productive so I'm now trying to give myself a little bit of leeway and just be like it's okay like you'll have another day where it's more productive obviously if things need to happen they need to happen but yeah yeah I think yeah it's hard doing it all on your own and I think the thing for me is when you used to when I used to work in like marketing previously I used to have a big team and I used to I'd hardly be on my own at all yeah. whereas now I'm nearly completely on my own which I have actually quite enjoyed but then every now and again I'm like it's really nice just to get out and go to the garden center and chat to people so it does make me realize like I need to get out a bit more sometimes yeah I find myself having conversations with the people behind the tills when I've like nipped the shop for milk and then I'm like am I going mad yeah uh, this is the only conversation I'm gonna have today so I'm gonna make it amazing but no it is funny but um yeah I wouldn't change it for the world and I'm at a really exciting time with the Rosebud's Garden where it is growing and it's going in the right direction obviously it was quite scary with like everyone with the cost of living crisis and all of the stuff in the news and I know like a lot of other subscription businesses in particular were chatting and and sort of I try and even though they're not necessarily gardening but chat with coffee boxes and all this sort of stuff and they were they were saying that they've been really struggling as well so it's nice to have other friends who own their own businesses in different areas but kind of have a similar model because mm-hmm. people think oh actually it's not just me that's having this problem like everyone who's got a subscription box has got the same issue um so yeah that's really handy so um yeah definitely going back to the guilty thing when when you feel guilty when you've not done enough in a day yesterday yeah. we did like a big session in the morning got home at 12 like made some lunch and I was just feeling really tired and yeah. the my house is really cold and so I got into bed <laughs> to do some work in bed and then the next thing I knew I was having a 30 minute nap and I don't believe in naps I'm not I don't think people should need it at the day and then I woke up and was like oh it's like half past three and I've not <laughs> done anything this afternoon and then I felt like all evening I was like you must go and do this or you must go and take this off and I was yeah. like I don't have anything that is it like immediately 
needs yeah. to be done today. Like it's okay, but how are you finding it with battle? the farm? How are you finding it with the farm? Because that's quite physical, isn't it? Like whereas I guess my job, I can just go in the garden and I can pick and pick it up and drop it when I fancy doing it. But with the flower farm, like you need to have like stuff has to be watered like you can't just not fancy it one day how are you finding that because it's a big tie isn't it yeah so at the moment I'm only here one I'm actually here right now um yeah <laughs> I'm only here one day a week at the moment which as the yeah. weather starts to get warmer like this week I was like well yeah. maybe I should have been here Monday Tuesday to water I'll have to be here more but I have to really be quite strict on myself on like right what are the jobs that must be, absolutely be done today I cannot leave until those jobs are done but every single, I'm here on a Wednesday, usually today's a Thursday, yeah. but every single Wednesday for the last, what feels like six months has yeah. been the coldest, wettest, drizzliest day. <laughs> and I'm like, <clears throat> my, the, the felt rift ripped off my shed roof. Yeah, I saw that. And it was so wet. And I was like, I have to put this felt on the roof right now because it's going to yeah. be like this all week. And the shed's already leaking because I didn't put it on properly the first time because we'd made a we'd made an error cutting it and so it was one of those where I was like I just have to crack on and do this and yeah, this is the last thing I want to do in the world right now but I'm gonna have to see. yeah because I guess um yeah it's, it's a big it's a big thing isn't it and, and I guess with a flower farm like you could there's never ending weeding you there's constantly something you could be doing so yeah. it must be really hard to think actually no I'm gonna stop now and I'm gonna if not it's just doing it for the sake of it isn't it yeah I find the days that my mum's here it's easier to stop because I can see when she's ready to stop. Yeah. And then I'm like, I'm stopping for her sake. I'm yeah. stopping because yeah. she needs me to stop. <laughs> and then we go home. But like on the days where I'm here on my own, I feel like you just have to be as productive as possible. But then last last week, because I've just got my new composting toilet, I kept just going and sitting in the composting toilet because it's a quite a nice little like light room and it's not messy or anything. And it smells like really fresh wood. I am so excited for your compost. When I saw that on Instagram, I was like, I am, I've never been so happy for someone to get a toilet. Like I was like, I'm so here for that. Like, <laughs> I'm so pleased for you. <laughs> I'm I'm happy to hear that someone else was just as excited as I was. Yeah, I was Honestly, ecstatic. I was like, she's got a compost toilet, yay! <laughs> also, it was so easy to build. Like, not part of the ad, but it. We did it in an hour. And bearing in mind the polytunnel and the shed, yeah. I I said to people, I was like, oh, the instructions say this is five hours or two days. Yeah. And both of them took at least 10 times longer. And we had ridiculous heat. It was like 35 degrees. And then it was really windy. And then it was really rainy. But the toilet was fish bash washed up. Yeah, we did it in the rain, but it happened in an hour. And then oh. we were all absolutely... I'm tempted to get home. a compost toilet. I don't even need a compost toilet, but I'm like, I need one now. <laughs> it is a, a lovely space. A lovely <laughs> space. I've got, I've made my little shelf so it's got like a few little toilet books on, a little vase yeah. of flowers so that it's quite like a nice little luxury. And so many people say to me um, about my shed, like, you don't need a shed like that. It's unnecessary. Like, you're taking yourself away from the gardening because you're spending so much time faffing about with what your shed looks like. And I'm like... <laughs> But it brings me joy. And like, especially at the allotment, it's my it's my haven. It's my place to yeah. go and enjoy. It's not necessarily for a commercial purpose. It's just meant to be a nice space. And if I want to spend my time faffing around with my shed, I will. <laughs> I've never had like a shed or a greenhouse. Like I've got a little zippy, but I've never had a greenhouse. I cannot wait for the day that I get a little shed or a greenhouse. I'll be like, bye. I'm not going to like, I'm <laughs> literally gonna, I can't wait to put like lights up and everything. I think people assume because I have this business 
they're like Lizzie must have like a huge garden with like a greenhouse and all this stuff I'm like no like I literally have like a normal sized garden and never a greenhouse so I'm so excited for that day hopefully won't be forever but um yeah I think I'm very jealous of anyone who has these little sheds so I would say stick with your shed loving and um, don't let anything different it's going to change your life when you finally get one and because you've had to wait as well yeah it's it so much more worth it I couldn't have a shed on my first allotment I could I just couldn't get one yeah. yeah um and then when I did get one the possibilities that opened up from having that shed yeah. were just it felt like it still feels like a whole world of like new especially because you can grow melons and I know I can't wait to grow like all those sorts of things and loads of people say to me like oh Lizzie are you gonna grow veg are you gonna grow veg and I've grown up growing veg I mean the greenhouse when I was little so I've always grown it and my brother's got an allotment but I've never really grown it in my garden because I'm like well this year I just want to make it pretty and girly and like full of flowers um but hopefully in the future I can have like a veg garden and do more of that sort of stuff it's not like I think people sometimes like Lizzie doesn't like veg I'm like it's not like doing my veg <laughs> love flowers and I've only got a certain amount of space so yeah hopefully in the future I can do more veg stuff as well but um, yeah. for now it's all about the flowers I can't can't compromise on those but um yeah hopefully one day I can do more veg too and I think greenhouse like growing all those exotic more exotic I say all those exotic melons are not crazy exotic are they? <laughs> they are quite exotic. They are. Um, yeah I'm Topical. gonna just absolutely lose it when I get one so yeah hopefully one day <laughs> yeah do you find that when you're planning your garden now you plan it really with the business in mind and kind of the way you're going to need to share different things that you're launching throughout the year <laughs> yeah and I genuinely when I first started the garden I had no clue what I was doing and since then obviously done a like been on the RHS level too like done the garden design and I'm like I'm not I changed loads about my garden because I love the shape of it and wouldn't change a lot but I'm now like got to the point with my garden that I'm like I would need to if I was to do that if I was going to stay here like for another five years I'd need to like completely redo it because I did not plant enough like trees or shrubs or anything like that I just went straight in with the flower seeds mm-hmm. but I'm also finding that now that I have so many different bare roots bulbs seeds and stuff I'm like I, I can't it's quite nice actually because last year I was like I need to sow everything I need to sow everything and now I'm like I physically cannot sow everything <laughs> in this tiny garden and I can't have everything planted up so um yeah a lot it's so lovely that people tag me in all their photos and I can share lots of stuff there that's really helpful um so yeah kind of using the community to help share how they're getting on with everything mm-hmm. has been complete game changer so um yeah but I guess I'm always thinking because obviously as you know with gardening you always got to think ahead of time so just say um, I'm not gonna I haven't planned to launch this but I I will do one day but I really want to put like a cherry blossom in the subscription like a little tree growing a pot or like a nice little cherry blossom bush sort of things that it flowers this time of year but I'm like I need to have that in bloom in my garden this year so I can take photos of it so that if it was to be sent next March then it's available so always trying to think year ahead and often I get really frustrated because I'm like why didn't I take more photos of that when it was in bloom because I now need to use those things for a video or something I'm like ah (laughs) it's not like with cushions or interiors where you can like literally change things immediately if you need to you have to be so forward thinking um so I I think as the business is getting bigger and and more people involved and I get more images the imagery and everything's getting better which is really helpful but when you've literally got one image from a breeder who's taking it on like a horrible iPhone and that's the only photo of this brand new plant you like I've got to use that photo because there's nothing else and um, so I'm trying to replace everything with all my customer fo- I, I, ideally I'd like everything to be customer photos so if you're mm-hmm. buying a Cosmos packet the, the Cosmos on the packet of seeds like at the moment is from um 
one of the, my followers who's a subscriber. So like things like that, so that everything is just community and, and from mm-hmm. the buttons. And such a lovely treat as well for a subscriber to get a packet with well, Yeah, I, I know. You know. The ironic thing is, is that the people who sell them won't, they, they've got two, they, the, how do you word it? The want for those things are so high that they don't have enough volume for me to su- put it in the subscription, if that makes oh, sense. Because okay. they don't grow like loads and loads of the same thing. They often have like a bit of everything. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's always a bit of a challenge with the subscription box. Now it's getting bigger to get the same thing and I, I try and get the same thing as much as possible sometimes like with the clematis I had to like half and half it mm-hmm. because I was like if not like there's not enough stock of anything to be able to give to everyone so that's at one time mm-hmm. um, it might be all the way through the year but not at that one time one moment in time so yeah it's always a challenge keeps me on my toes <laughs> <laughs> um the other thing which we have to talk about is the rose press garden trips for the year I yeah. am devastated that I'm not booked onto either of them. But tell us everything about the trip. Oh, what's going to happen? And this really just came from like I went to Copenhagen in Holland with Ed last year, and um, anyone who doesn't know, my partner Ed has his own flower farm, family flower farm, and grows um, tulips. So it's kind of like a, a tr- holiday trip in heaven going to going to Copenhagen. So basically, he's in Holland and they plant millions and millions of tulips in like I think it's like three or four acres. There might be more. Um, and I think there's like over 10 million bulbs that they plant. So, and they're all packed really densely. So it looks absolutely incredible. And you get to see all the new varieties. So obviously last year I went and I'd, I'd already planned what my varieties were going to be. And then I went to Coconut and I was like, I love this one. I need it. I love this one. I need it. So I then went back to my supplier. I was like, I need all of these varieties. They were like, oh gosh, she's been to Coconut. <laughs> um, so yeah, basically in a couple of weeks time, we're going to Coconut. Um, and I just put on there, like I've had such a lovely time so many people ask me like where did you go how did you get there and I've got a family friend who's a travel counsellor who organises holidays and I was speaking to him I was like if I was to like put a little trip and say does anyone fancy coming do you do you think you could organise it like yeah of course I'll organise it and then before I knew it we've got 45 people coming (laughs) (laughs) so we've got like a little bus and we're going to go around we're going to like have dinner on the beach with cocktails in the evening at this amazing bar and restaurant and then the next day we're going to actually it's actually my supplier of bulbs and um my suppliers kindly found a field that's like completely exclusive and private because when you go to holland you can often go and pay to go in the tulip fields but similar to like when you go to the lavender fields here in the uk like there's people everywhere and you can't get good photos or whatever mm-hmm. because like 25 people in the background all posing so um yeah we're going to go and have lunch if the weather holds out um in the middle of this tulip field which I'm so excited about I've got this amazing caterer to come and do like a lovely grazing board and wine and fizz and stuff so yeah it should be a really lovely few days that's really exciting and I think people are absolutely excited we've got a little whatsapp chat um whatsapp chat with just the ladies who are flying from Stansted and we're so excited we're like we're gonna get a party (laughs) Like, should be good fun and pretty much every single person is traveling on their own um which I knew there would be quite a few people traveling on their own but I was surprised at how many so I think a lot of people are like I'm traveling obviously on my own as well I obviously know a few people but um it's just lovely that you can you know if your partner's not like Ed and interested in tulips you you can go or yeah if you don't have a partner and you've not been on holiday for a while because it's it you know it's scary going abroad on your own isn't it but in this way you can go with lots of other people who are actually interested in what you want a lot of yeah my husband's no way he'd want to go and traipse around Copenhagen and I'm like well come with 44 of us we're like so excited so yeah you'll probably hear us screaming when we when <laughs> Yeah, that was really exciting. And then because that was, it sold out in under two hours. Like, yeah, I was it was mad. 
absolutely god I don't make any money off of these I just fancy going on a trip and thought I'll invite everyone with me and then I've always wanted to go to Marrakesh to see like the tropical plants and all of the um things there so we've got slightly less people coming on that because we've got a whole what do they call it not a soup what do they call the hotels that like a is it a riad we've got a whole Riyadh booked out and we physically can't fit any more people in so I think we've got 29 people 28 people coming on that um, and that's in September but it, there is going to be a short list like a wait list if anyone drops out so even with Holland like you know some people got pregnant and can't fly and like all this sort of stuff so they'll there's always a little bit of churn so if you do fancy coming on one of the trips um then like send me a message and we might if it goes well hopefully touch what it does and then there'll be other trips next year I'm thinking like Italy or France maybe like Monet's garden or like some like go on a little tour around Italy so um yeah I, I've always wanted to go to Japan but I was like that's way too much fun. <laughs> but people, people will not want to come to Japan with me. but um yeah so they're they're kind of on my list next so very we'll exciting yeah. well I'm hoping to come to the next year trips this okay. year I it was just the yeah, you know, you've got you a lot going you're on. Gonna have the time, and I was like, I can't book anything in advance that I don't know that I'm going to be able to do when I finally get there. <laughs> um, but yeah, they look amazing, and I think it's like you were saying about people coming solo. I found it a lot with my events is people really want to go and do things and try things, but yeah. your own is really scary. So if you're doing it with other people who are doing it alone, and like, yeah, bit... it doesn't seem so scary, does it? No, my biggest piece of advice would be just go for it. Like, go to like the courses. Go to like, I I went to my garden design course. I was absolutely bricking it. I was like, I, I'm a quite confident person, but even I was like, oh my god, I'm gonna be in a room with people for like 10, 12 weeks. I don't know anyone. Like, this is really scary. And I walked straight in, and everyone else was ex- in exactly the same position. And we were like, oh, okay, like this is so lovely. I had a nice lady sitting next to me. Shout out to Nicole if she listens. <laughs> I'm sure she will. Um, but yeah, I had the best time so yeah I'm really hoping and then I think the thing is when if you love gardening and you love flowers you get you've got something in common straight away like you're all going to get on so yeah I think it's nice 100%. and everyone in the gardening industry just not industry in the gardening yeah. world just seems so lovely and so yeah. I think we're all just relieved when we find someone who's passionate about yeah. something we are so or finally like- someone I can talk to about plants and they don't get bored <laughs> I spoke to someone the other day and they were like, do you know what's been the biggest relief is that when I get excited about my homemade compost, I can send, I finally got some friends that I can send pictures of my compost to be like, look, I made this compost. How good is my compost? It, rather than getting the like, oh, lovely response from other people. The amount of times I go out for like coffee or drinks or something with friends and they're like, so how's your week been? And I'm like, oh my God, I had the most exciting compost delivery and my composting loo arrived and this has happened and they're like, Oh right, yeah. Yeah, cool. Yeah, I went to the cinema and you're like, okay, cool. Like, yeah. <laughs> I had a wild night out at the weekend. What did you do? <laughs> but I love it. I think it's it's such a more such a more, that's terrible English. A wholesome way to live. And I just feel like it it gives you like the joy in the little things, like a seed germinating. Yeah. I've not yet been down to the shed and polytunnel today, and I'm so excited to see what flowers yeah, have bloomed flowers, what seeds and we're getting into that yeah. time of year now where it's like every time you go outside something different is going to start to happen whether it's like daffodils or anemones are coming out or ranunculus or yeah well I can't think of anything else um <laughs> but look yeah there's always something new and like going around I used to 
go around in my dressing gown every morning before work when I used to work I used to think oh, I need to just get outside and have some nature so you just go around with a little cuppa and a little drink and go around and be like oh this has come out this has come out and it's just such a lovely feeling so yeah. um if you yeah if you're just getting into gardening it doesn't go like please know it doesn't go away like, <laughs> I think every single year definitely <laughs> and a lot of the older people say you're so lucky to have found it younger I wish yeah. I found it younger yeah. I because... never thought of that you're so right because yeah by the time we're like 60 we're going to be like loving that life aren't we yeah. like I know every single name <laughs> <laughs> and then when all the other our friends that have never been into plants yeah. finally get to retirement age and they're like oh I think it's time and we're like no no <laughs> let me teach you everything I've learned over the past 60 years <laughs> yeah my favorite is when I go to the garden center with my friends and I share this on my stories quite a lot but when people go to a garden center and then obviously the garden centers put all of the things in flower like right at the front of the garden center so that you pick something up immediately because you're all excited and but actually all the best things you want to buy it like at the back of the garden center but trying to get excited friends who like don't really get it they're like but this is flowering I want it now I'm like yeah but this that exact same plant that hasn't quite flowered yet will be at the back of the garden and then you'll have more flowers to enjoy for longer like keep walking past yeah and then they're like oh I get it now and you're like yes yes like you need someone who it's really hard because you need someone who does know or like you need to follow people who know what they're doing so that you can pick up these little things if not you can spend so much money on full-size plants that they have like two days worth of flowers left and then they go over and then people it's like it's like a horrible habit isn't it because if you buy that and it goes over and you're like oh I still need something for colour for my garden so then you go again and then you buy the same thing and it only lasts two days and you're like oh no I've got to do it again and then before you know it you've got a garden full of random stuff for only like two months of the year that flowers and you haven't thought about anything else and then it's a vicious cycle so you have to go back again at that time of year yeah so it's always worth (laughs) trying to plan be patient and plan your garden like a season or two ahead like Mm -hmm. now I'm seeing all the things blooming in the garden like all the tulips and the daffodils and the china doxes like my absolute favorite this year and the anemone so I'm like writing in my gardening diary like plant this here plant that there so that when it gets to autumn and I'm planting I'm like oh okay yeah I remember what it felt like at the time and I really want this color combination yeah whereas sometimes people now could be thinking about spring now and it's like no it's too late you need to be thinking about summer now and what you're going to do in the summer and what your daily is going to look like and where they're going to be planted and have you got the right supports and all that sort of stuff rather than if you're constantly leaving everything too late you'll never you'll spend loads of money and it'll never look how you want it to look so and I think that's why people think that they can't garden or that they're rubbish gardeners because they buy stuff not at its best because they think it's when it's at its best and then it dies or the flowers stop coming and they're like oh well it just never flowered again and it's probably something I did and it's not it's not well they've bought a bedding plant and or like an annual but they don't understand that it's an annual which is totally fair enough because I didn't when I started and then you're like and I remember being like all the foxgloves look amazing and then the next year I was like why aren't there any foxgloves and then my mum was like you have to re-sow them every year like they only last like the biennial they'll only grow in the first year and flower in the second year and then they'll die and I was like oh it doesn't just end you don't just plant something and that's it like no we can do I guess if you want the low maintenance garden but I was like okay now I get it and that again the subscription helps with that because you're constantly you're like oh yeah of course I need to sew that again like I'm really enjoying it now the foxgloves in in summer early summer but actually I need to sew them now ready for more the next year so it's always trying to think like a year ahead and that's kind of like quite a big thing when you just start gardening to get your head round definitely um so leading on to the next question what are you personally most excited for this year in the garden well um quite a few different things I'm definitely 
be trying out some more like I went to the garden center the other day I went to a nursery so I always find a bit cheaper and I've got some really lovely like spring flowering shrubs so I've just totally told you all to not buy anything in flower and then I've just done the same <laughs> thing but I was getting real envy of like everyone's magnolia bushes mm. um I didn't have room for a, like, a magnolia tree but I saw this one and again I was very clever and walked to the back of the garden center nursery and there was one that only had one in flower like it was only had one flower and the rest has all got to come out and I've brought it back and they planted it up and it hasn't yet flowered which I'm very excited so if you can get things like that so I'm very excited for the magnet that's probably like the more recent thing um but this year I've been selling a lot of bare roots and I'm really excited about the shady areas in the garden because yes been, yeah I know I feel like shady gardens are like we're about about to have a massive thing with shady gardens same so, yeah so many of us have I don't know you get your first home or you get like you're renting a house and like generally the cheaper houses which we're at work as young people we're all going into are gonna have north facing gardens like the big house the big five bedroom houses or four bedroom houses all getting the nice sunny big back gardens with with south facing gardens so a lot of people are really struggling with shade and I think a lot of people are just planting up ferns and stuff which is lovely but there's so much color you can add to a shady garden so the bare roots have been really really popular I sold out really fast on those so I'm going to get loads more for shade next year um so I'm really looking forward to things like Japanese anemones um like runnera um hostas because they obviously flower as well I think people forget that um what else is there there's loads of things nicotianas yeah I'm really excited and obviously you've got your new shady garden so yeah relevant for you as well <laughs> yeah I still really need to do my shopping for it I keep going like right we're going to do it this weekend and then something else comes in yeah. and I keep leaving it behind but again I feel like the knowledge that's out there for shady gardens is really limited like you yeah. read the same art I've googled it so many times you read the same articles that say the same plants and it's like the same five and yeah. I'm like but it doesn't really fit with what I'm looking for for my garden like there yeah, must be more to like it green thing then there's loads of advice but if you actually want pretty flowers you can do that it's just I don't know why they're not sharing it so yeah if you've got a shady garden get some nicotiana seeds they'll grow this year get some Japanese anemones either as plants or bare roots if you're in time and um, some Brunner and forget-me-nots and foxgloves and then before you know it the whole garden is beautiful full of like lovely flowers and it doesn't all have to be like green and white there's pinks and blues and all sorts of stuff and bulbs do really well in the shade I think mm-hmm. people forget like at this time of year there isn't loads of sunshine so the bulbs are used to flowering in the shade so fill it full of bluebells and whatever you can get your hands on get get those bulbs in the shady areas because it brings so much joy I think it's just such an exciting time as well it's that kind of like you're just waiting for everything to happen and now that shady gardens are back on the cards and people are talking about them it really feels like so many people I mean even with I've maybe done like two videos on it and I've barely done anything but people are going I had no idea that you could do anything with a shady garden I've just neglected yeah. it and got and yeah. re- basically written it off as a space and been like oh yeah. it's just in shade there's no point in me even trying yeah it's such when a shame there's... isn't it because there's so much potential yeah. yeah and also in some ways it must be lower maintenance because it's not drying out so constantly so yeah it must be easier yeah. to keep it watered and things in the when it's 35 degrees here again this summer We'll be loving life in our shady garden yeah. because we can go and have like a little respite behind the house. I know. And I like, it sounds like you've got similar to me. I've got damp shade. Yeah. So it's quite easy. But when you have like shade from a, like a big conifer tree or something, I know that's, that is really hard. But Japanese and enemies love that. So they just, were my favorite flower last year, the Japanese oh, enemies. I can't believe spread. I don't have any. They do spread like crazy. So you probably mm. will get more this year. 
I wonder you won't, will you? <laughs> I don't have any, but I, they're, they're like, a, I must get some this year because I yeah. love them and I would take them wherever I move because obviously yeah. we were rented at the moment. So it's kind yeah. of like working out what you can grow in pots. But it's exciting because it's a whole new way of growing. Yeah, it's a whole challenge. Space. Yeah. I know. And I think the bit, the main thing is if you have a shade garden, just embrace it. Like, don't try to like grow stuff because it'll just look rubbish. Hardy geraniums are also brilliant for shade. So, um, yeah, just thinking out. I can't wait to edit this brain and write, write my little list. <laughs> yeah. Have a shopping list. Um, so next question. What's to come for the Rose Press Garden? Do you have like a bit of a vision of like where you would like it to kind of grow to? Yeah, of course. So um obviously started off with me selling a few advent candles on Etsy and it's turned into such an amazing business. For me, I really want to be the number one place for beginner gardeners to come to. So, you know, if you are looking at a new build or you've moved into a mature garden, you're like, where the no I start um then people like head to Lizzie at the Rosebush Garden because that's where you need to begin so that's the plan so obviously started with seeds now do bulbs bare roots plants so hoping to expand my range of plants which is exciting um I'm looking to hire someone soon to help with like community management and making the app the best it can be and helping just to like so I can kind of focus on all these new things I want to do I'd love to um I'm in discussions with things like tools and so yeah loads of exciting things all these things take a long time to happen because I as you know I'm a bit like attention to detail is really key for me and I, I would never sell anything that I don't really love so I could like buy a load of tools from China and put them on my website straight away but I don't want to I want to get like a really decent set of tools that I really love and I'd really recommend um so just taking the extra time this year to find all the right um the right things so that when I put them online you can all think yeah Lizzie's put a lot of time and effort into getting the best best that she can so that's very exciting and the app is only just starting and I think there's loads of potential for that so having more content more videos more kind of how to's more ask away and I'll answer it that kind of thing so that people feel really like strong with their knowledge and feel more confident in the garden so yeah there you go long ramble but <laughs> lots to be doing <laughs> very exciting um, and then the final thing that I wanted to talk to you about was your newer Instagram account wellies and flowers <laughs> because I just feel like it, it again adds so much to the rose press garden in how that wasn't really of... why I started it but I was yeah so I've got this new account called bellies and flowers so I have a personal account but I was like there's some things that I just want to share on my personal account though like no offense to everyone but I don't want to share like everything so I was like I'm just going to start this wellies and flowers account and like if I'm wearing a certain outfit people not that I'm like I'm saying this as if I'm like super fashionable I'm like the least fashionable person but we all buy into it so much every time you do your dress try-ons I'm like fully there like right which dress are we going for here? Love the blue, love the love the ruffles. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I basically just share like if I've been shopping, like you know when you when you're little and your parents used to be like, oh, do a little fashion show in the living room. So it's basically that. Or like if I've been on a holiday, like obviously I'd love to share it with everyone in the Rosemary's Garden. There are some people who are there just for the gardening and plants. They don't want to know what me and Ed have been up to at the weekend. So <laughs> I've been sharing a little bit more like behind the scenes and just some funny bits. And again, like we talked about it earlier, but I don't have like a huge team that I can chat to about random stuff. So I just share it on there and then everyone, it's like my way to chat with everyone and yeah, just not be, um, not just be me sitting here typing away constantly. So yeah, it's a good fun and I don't take myself too seriously on there. So um, yeah. I just think it's brilliant because you you almost share like you can you can get get a good sense of your personality from the rose press garden, but then on the Wellington yeah. flowers it just it's like a whole new level. Oh my voice! <laughs> and I think it's brilliant. I think it's just so nice to see more about kind of like the person behind the brand and 
yeah exciting things that you're up to I love it I think it's brilliant oh well thank you for humoring me (laughs) um and then obviously you're sharing a lot of your wedding planning things which is very exciting yeah how is it planning a wedding as someone who knows a lot about plants yeah so I've got an incredible florist and obviously Ed works in the flower industry as well growing flowers so flowers are obviously a big thing and it's got an incredible florist called um she's what well, her name's Sarah but her brand is called Leafy Couture um she's incredible so she's doing our flowers which I'm so excited about we're doing all British flowers and it's going to be in middle of May so it's like super spring vibes um so yeah I'm super excited our wedding venue is actually we me and Ed are the first people to ever get married at the wedding venues and it's That's amazing. not finished yet so um we, we went to look around the other day and I was like oh, I'm so excited can't wait to like work out where the cake's gonna go and like and then we were like had a hard hat and high piss on and I was like <laughs> okay this isn't what I was expecting like two months before our wedding but I'm actually surprisingly chilled out about it all and I've, I'm actually kind of taking a step back from the flowers in the sense that like whatever they do will be beautiful and I don't want to put too much pressure on our amazing florists so I'm kind of like <laughs> pinks whites lilacs pretty pastels like do whatever you want and make it look pretty but yeah we've we've got some amazing flowers Ed's busy growing them all um so yeah I'm not I've not grown anything from my garden if there's a few bits I can cut I'll obviously do it but mm-hmm. I've not put too much pressure on myself because so many people ask me like oh I'm getting married in whenever like July what should I grow and I'm like it is so intense like you need to work with a flower farm like Shannon and <laughs> them there or like work with your florist to get the best local flowers because your garden is not going to give you enough flowers for an entire um an entire wedding if you want the flowers you you know that level of flowers if you want yeah yeah fine but if you want flower flowers you're gonna need a lot of space to grow that so especially because you don't know when they're going to bloom so like with my sister's wedding last year we grew so much of it but then because of the weather being so hot and so dry a lot of them didn't flower at the time that we'd expected them to and then you're like what are we going to do now and luckily we we did manage to kind of scrape together enough from yeah, yours they're beautiful. You had a lot of space, didn't you? Because yeah, you had an allotment and all allotment. the pieces. But I think I sometimes I'm like, I don't want to be a Debbie Downer, but I'm also like work with a professional. Be realistic. Work with someone who like actually knows like they've got loads and like they've got a field full of flowers because there's nothing worse. Like I know how stressful it is planning a wedding. Um like it doesn't get that stressful, but you know, it is stressful. There's a lot to think about the last thing you want to be doing the week before your wedding is like running around like a headless chicken trying to cut flowers and make sure they're conditioned right and all this sort of stuff so yeah I guess without plugging you Shannon like go and plug <laughs> someone either like Shannon or someone dearer to you who like flowers from the farm that kind of thing where you've got British grown flowers or speak to your florist and say can I have locally sourced British grown flowers and if they're a good florist they should be able to source that for you so Leafy's been getting speaking to people all over the country to try and get like as many locally sourced as possible but also because she's she's based in Yorkshire so we're like if she can get them locally sourced and bring them with her anyway that would yeah. be amazing as well so um, and obviously Ed's getting as many as he can so yeah we just didn't want anything flown in and foreign flowers mm-hmm. we just wanted everything to be as local as possible so I yeah. think as well the pressure of doing your own flowers is another level and I think yeah. if it was me and I was getting married and it was my wedding day I would want to kind of just feel confident I could I trusted everyone who was doing it yeah. for me rather than yeah. having to have the kind of absolute panic of like ah it's been a lovely thing to do but it's It's really stressful and and I think so many people say to me and Ed like oh you're doing your own flowers like you're going to arrange them all we're like 
no, that's a, like an amazing profession. Like there is so much talent and creativity that goes into arranging flowers. Like, yes, you can plonk a load of stuff in a vase, but actually there's so much more to it than that. And um, so, yeah, obviously with Ed growing in flowers, he knows loads of incredible florists. So it was really hard to, to choose, but it, for us, it also wasn't hard because Leafy, she's just, or Sarah, she's amazing. Like she just does the most beautiful things. And it's also like, if you want proper installations and not just like bud vases and vases, like you need the technical knowledge to make sure they're not going to droop or like if anything's hanging or if you've got like, yeah, and we obviously don't want to use like floral foam and all that, mm-hmm. you know, stuff that's not good for the environment. So yeah, I I don't really know exactly. Ed's, Ed's in charge of the cake and the flowers. So um, I don't have a clue what the cake's going to look like and don't really know that much about the flowers other than a few mood board pictures I've sent. So yeah, I'll be surprised on the day, which I think is really lovely. So, yeah, that's really yeah. exciting. <laughs> ah, I can't wait to see it all. Well, yeah. thank you so much for your time this morning. It's been wonderful to chat to you again and get the chance to kind of like talk out where the business has gone from when we last spoke to now (laughs) having me (laughs) you made it to the end of the episode which means you must have enjoyed it and if you did i'd be ever so grateful if you could head to your favorite podcasting app to give us a follow and leave us a little review which helps to get these stories out to more amazing planty people if you've got any questions or stories you'd like to share, find me over at Diary of a Lady Gardener on Instagram. And don't forget to head to Akai for some fabulous new outdoor wear using the code DOALG20 for 20% off your order. That's all from me this week. Happy growing! Happy growing!